This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff with their homies and their friends. What's up? Homies and friends. Homies and friends are with us. As always, we have myself, Muff, steering the rudderless ship. Alongside is Jim. Hello. Hello. The homies and friends include Alex. That's me. And Nate. How come I'm always last? I don't know, Nate. You tell me. Why are you always last? It's alphabetical Alex and Nate. Perfect. There we go. That's <laughs> There's that's a reason. The reason. <laughs> it's more reasoning than I had in my mind, so I'm glad you came up with it. Today is Monday, February 27th, and we've had some updates in the world. Some things have happened. Jim has found a new hot sauce for all of yes. those that may have enjoyed the hot sauce challenge in January. Jim, tell us a little bit about this hot sauce. Uh, I can't even remember the exact name of it, and I don't want to, A, mess it up, and B, it's it's a little provocative. It's provocative. I don't know if provocative is the word. Not provocative? Well, I mean, if we're going to go off the rails early, Jim, I have a picture of the name of the sauce. <laughs> it's, it's the hottest effing, but, you know, uncensored sauce. It's from Georgia, a gifted to me. And I, I look forward to taste testing this sauce. I just like how in the background of the picture, which you'll have to share on social media for everybody, to see, it says something like, afraid to let it out. There is no better way. I don't know. I can't really read everything that goes wrapped around the bottle there. I will, I will share the whole phrase when I put it out there on the social medias. But the only thing I can see at the bottom there, it just says ghost pepper mash. Yeah, I'm not feeling good about it. Yes, the ghost pepper, mm-hmm. <laughs> the almighty ghost pepper. Uh, it's going to burn. Speaking of cleansing things, Aaron Rodgers has reemerged from his darkness retreat with nothing shared at this point, aside from that Adam Schefter had to report that he emerged from his darkness retreat. He gone. He gone from where? Yeah, from Green Bay. Hole. His honey hole. I don't know if there was much honey in there. Well, it was reported that it was like a hobbit hole, though. It's like yeah. in a tree, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if we get any. Uh, did you guys watch the video link I sent to you guys? On it was on YouTube. Oh, there's a guy that I watch on Yes Theory, and they had done this before. Okay, I did, I did not, not watch I did it. Not watch it. I heard enough about it outside of that that I didn't watch any like videos. Yeah, the one guy, his name's Amar. He goes in there. I don't think for four days, maybe just the, like a weekend. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, but it's com- like they said, complete darkness, and they have all the cameras in there, so you can see him like fumbling around in there, trying to find the toilet, trying to find the bed. Yeah, I scrolled through it. I didn't watch like from start to finish, but Ugh, no thanks. <laughs> Our mega conference update, Jim, is that what? Oh, we don't have a mega conference update. No, we're not oh. doing that. I changed oh. my mind. Oh, so you gave Alex homework to do and didn't even do your own I homework. I did a whole presentation. I've updated the Would You Rather. You boys are going to love it. You teased everyone, including us, about this mega conference thing. And now we're not even going to do it. Because well, I thought about it. I put some deep thought into it. And I didn't like the idea. True confession. It wasn't a great idea. But what I have for you tonight... The would you rather? Oh, I'm so excited. 
Lots of deep recon. Get pumped. Get pumped. We are looking for any new guests that you may have. So if you have anyone of interest that may want to come on the show, let us know. Um, a couple other updates. Uh, West Liberty University Wrestling, which we, we said we would do some updates on, is sending eight wrestlers to the national tournament and won their third consecutive regional championship last weekend with two individual champions and seven wrestlers making it to the finals. That is amazing. Good for that. It is. I got a chance with my dad over the weekend to take in the best basketball rivalry in D2 sports with West Liberty taking on Wheeling University. West Liberty came out victorious in both with the women making a huge comeback and one of their players having 27 second half points to lead the winning effort. How is that the best rivalry in D2? Like Wheeling University, is that even still a university? For now. It is the best basketball rivalry in D2 sports gym over time. Okay. This is the tobacco road rivalry of Division 2. Is that legitimate or are you just being muff? No, I'm pretty sure we can say that's legitimate over time. Recently, that may not be as intense, but if you're looking at the, the totality, they're separated by 15 minutes, less than 15 miles. Yeah, I get geographically, but like... It has also had some very uh, telling matchups with the conference in the past. All right, fair enough. There it is. As always, you can follow us at Sports Gym Muff on Instagram and Twitter, SportsStuffW forward slash Jim Amber Say Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. Subside, subscribe, comment, rate, review, poke, like, tickle, hug, take a nap, get the bell on. Uh, not taking a nap today are the Pittsburgh Penguins who are playing and live look at Alex. The Pittsburgh Penguins are currently winning 7 to 3 with 11.45 left in the third period against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this is their last regular season game. <laughs> just kidding. This uh, month. Yeah. This month. Yeah, you just cut me off too soon. I was going to say this month. They have four regular season games left this month. That was good defense. I should have thought of that sooner. Good one. Uh, they are 28, 21, and 9 right now, sitting at fifth in the Metropolitan. Four points behind the Islanders with 65 points. They are third in the... Eastern Conference wildcard picture, which would put them out of playoff contention if this truly was the end of the regular season. But thankfully, it's not. We have time. Uh, this week, they take on the Lightning again on Tuesday and the Florida Panthers on Saturday. And a look ahead, they take on one of Jim's three teams, the Columbus Blue Jackets, next Tuesday in Pittsburgh. Mark it up a W. So, yeah, absolutely. So, the Kraken are fourth. They've dropped another spot. Hmm. Um. Vegas is still on top. The jackets suck. I think you need to show off your hat. There you go. Which side? There we go. There you go. Got my cracking. I've made a decision, boys. Yeah. You gonna release some fandom? I'm letting go of the jackets. What? You're letting go of the Columbus team? How can you be an Ohio Homer by because doing this? Because they're not good, Muff. If they were good, fair weather fans. Give me all the hits. Oh, yep. Give me all the hits. That's it. That's it. And I got all this Kraken gear, right? Right. Um, the, the Kraken are my number one team. What are you going to do with Blue Jacket Homer Emily? She's going to have to be the only she Homer. Cut? Is she cut? No, she can come in. She can talk about the jackets all she wants. Hmm. You know, but 
My number one team is the Kraken. The new team. The new team on the block. Jim's Jim's uh, attached to the shiny new toy. Exactly. I am that guy. He was a he was a Vegas Knights fan. Shiny new toy. Yep. He's now a Kraken fan. Shiny new toy. Yeah, but I'm shi- in now. I, I got gear. I got merch. Yeah. You are committed. I don't think you have any Vegas Knights merch. I don't. Real love. Didn't you say you didn't like their logo? I know. It's ugly. Yeah. It's kind of tough to get on board with the merch line when you don't like the logo. Yep. So now I'm all in with the Kraken. That's my team. Now if I can just get... And I was told tonight by by our, our friend Kate that I can see this on the ESPN. I can see their games. ESPN Plus. Yeah. Tell me, tell me how this hockey thing works, guys. How can I see games that aren't around me? Probably ESPN Plus would carry some of them. If not, you'll have to get like the... NHL pass or find somewhere to illegally stream them. Not that mm. we would ever condone. We that, would never but, condone yeah. that, but thank you, Alex. Oh, you do yeah, what you yeah. got to do. What There's you got to do. Carrying more hockey games this year. There's been some games on ESPN and then a select few on ABC. Got you. Uh, real quick, Tommy Fury won via split decision to hand Jake Paul his first loss tonight. Jake Paul, said, Jake Paul said, "Judge me by my losses, not my victories." In the post match presser so don't know about you guys i couldn't bet on it here in ohio I did you all i didn't even look all i know is that uh, dave portnoy and barstool were heavy 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 on the jake paul train no there's no way well there's also some you know conspiracy theories that they were heavy to push it push it push it and then this is the result yeah they also have their own sports book the weigh-ins for Jake Paul, he looked – he cut wrong this time around or something. He looked gassed. So I, I saw the weigh-ins, and I was putting money on on Fury the whole way. But I couldn't find a spot to do it. So I wish somebody had hit me up because I'd been like, yes, please, give me that money, Muffnack. Two, two non-real fighters in my mind. but You really don't think go. Tommy Fury's legit? Uh, tell me what he's done in his boxing career. To this point, he's not a bad amateur fighter. Tell me what he's done in his boxing career to this point, aside from you knowing that he's an amateur fighter. He's fought Jake Paul and won. Well, there's that. <laughs> and Jake Paul has done what? Fought Tommy F- or Fury and lost. <laughs> and I don't know. How it's a split decision. Look at these punch stats. Fury landed double the amount of punches through double. Jake landed Paul, more jabs. Threw Jake Paul more knocked jabs. him down once. Is that right? Yeah, I don't it, it was later in the fight, but but I, even then, people were saying that shouldn't have had any significant impact on the outcome. So even the scoring was typical yeah. boxing scoring. Yeah, it's good. Big go. All right, let's get into the show. Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. All right, let's bring us into other things in sports. We will do the off season, but that will be after this. Maybe sometime later on, we're in the the dog days of the summer, the off season will come back to its rightful spot right after the intro. But for now, 
let's get into some other things in the sports world so we don't get as depressed about football. First, in baseball, the pitch and batter clock has come front and center in spring training. Training We're only really a week in to spring training at this point, a week and a half, and we've already had some controversy. Uh, for those that are not aware, the current rules that are set up is a pitcher gets 15 seconds on the clock, which is very much a clock that they can see. Everybody's seen this. There's actually like a banner behind the catcher next to the dugouts where you can see the actual countdown. Uh, a pitcher gets 15 seconds on the clock to deliver the pitch if no is on base. 20 seconds if runners are on. The catcher must be set up in the designated area with nine seconds left on the clock. The matter, the batter must be in position with eight seconds left on the clock. If the pitcher or catcher take too long to get ready or deliver the pitch, the, ba- the batter is credited with an automatic ball in the count. If the batter takes too long, it's an automatic strike. Strike. Simple enough. You got a countdown. Everybody knows what's going on. Um, this is ultimately to increase the pace of the game, to quicken the pace of the game. Uh, and thus far, and you know, a small sample size. Over the first weekend of spring training games, 11 of 16 day games ended in around two hours and 30 minutes with the two quickest games finishing in about two hours and 15 minutes, which is a uh, much better improvement from what, Nate, about three hours a game? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for the casual baseball fan or someone who's just like a social fan to go and hang out, it's like, yeah, you go, it's like three, three and a half hours. It's like, can only imagine what's going to happen when it gets to the playoffs if it, this pitch clock even makes it that far. Yes, we will see. There have been a, a couple things over the first week-ish. Uh, the Braves-Red Sox game ended in a tie last weekend, this past weekend, when Cal Conley was called for a violation as a batter, and instead of a walk-off walk to win the game, he struck out with the bases loaded and two outs in the final inning because he was called for the third strike based on a violation as a batter on the batter clock. Uh, Manny Machado was issued a strike for not being ready in the batter's box as opening weekend. He was the first person to get this. Um, And, you know, interestingly enough, he just signed a $350 million extension with the Padres. So that's fun. Whenever the first person to get that is somebody that just got paid a whole bunch of money. I mean, I think realistically, if they can perfect this, which I mean, I know is always iffy, but if they can get, this down to a science that people understand and know the rules and follow the rules. I'm all about it because baseball's dying because the games drag on forever and people don't want to like commit that big of a time. If you can get it to clip along and be a little bit more exciting, you're going to get more people to watch it. And I think that's the only way that you generate excitement around baseball again. Yeah. Then I saw the only other thing we didn't touch on that they did this year too is they expanded the size of the bases by three inches. Yeah, I saw that. They're huge. We had talked about that when they were ruling it, and I don't know how that affects the speed of the game. So somebody explain that to me. So it's not for the speed of the game. What they're thinking is it's going to eventually lead to more potential stolen bases or things like that to try to make the game more exciting. because It'll decrease the the space between bases? Yeah, it's... Instead of 90 feet or whatever, it's going to be like an inch and a half shorter now. So those bang-bang plays are going to be even tighter. And they're thinking, well, these guys that are just barely getting thrown out are going to start start stealing more, stealing more bases, 
and cause a little bit more interest in between batters and not just, all right, so-and-so's up. Let's see if they can get a hit or let's see if they get on. All right. Yeah, it'll, it's, it's, we'll see, as, as Nate said, is this going to make it to the playoffs? What's going to happen? Because once the playoffs get into the motion, there's always a lot of uh, fanfare. I know something I saw is, um, is this going to potentially lead to more stolen bases because the runners can time up the end of the pitch clock a little bit better. So if it's getting to the end of the pitch clock and they can only, I think they can only throw over at most two consecutive times. So if it's after that second pickoff attempt and the pitch clock starts to go down low, then a runner that's on first or second base could theoretically take off right as it goes to zero or get like a half, you know, a quarter second jump on it if they wanted to. So will be interesting and i'm sure we'll hear more about this because there will be issues there will be problems and it will be fun um getting into some nil discussion jim you've you found something of interest yeah it, sure that's a good nice way to put it the ncaa sanctioned miami's women's hoops team for nil related infractions infractions The NCAA issued its first sanctions in a case related to NIL for on Friday, dinging Miami's women's basketball team with a year probation and other minor penalties. The team, the sanctions stem from a meeting between Miami alum Jean Ruiz and transfer basketball players Haley and Hannah Cavender. Basically, the situation is. Uh, they were hot transfers. Um, they got, yes, Muff, laugh at the word hot. They were highly sought after transfers. Keep your mind out of the gutter. Um, and the coach, John Ruiz went to the coach and said, hey, I'd like to talk to them. She guaranteed a meeting. Things happened. The bigger issue at hand is that Back in our back in the day, where the booster would be banned from the program, Miami negotiated a deal with the NCAA, so no sanctions came down on Mr. John John Ruiz, and it was because John Flout said, "If you do this, I will sue you because I'm allowed to do whatever I want under the new laws." So, the school got punished. Program got punished. Why we chose women's sports to come down on? Because you know there's more violations out there. It seems jacked up to me. That's all I'm saying. So the Cavender twins, coming from Fresno State, if I remember correctly, yeah, you're right. Were as far as women's sports, one of the, as Jim said, most highly sought after groups because they were coming as a group, right? As, yeah. as, as a tag team, uh, because they have a huge social media following. Two million uh, followers. Yeah, and have a, a huge presence, obviously, on social media platforms, not just a platform, but multiple platforms. Yep. So <clears throat> this was a big deal for uh, Miami, and obviously they probably did what many other teams are doing, but I have to imagine with it being such a high-profile group or in this case the, the Cavender twins come in there that there was probably a little more scrutiny about what was going on because there's probably a big dollar number that was associated with it if I had to guess. My issue is 
and it, it, we're going to go over another story you're about to say, but my whole issue is with this NIL thing is they had a chance to keep Pandora in the box. They allowed the box to just be open freely and said, we're going to throw our hands up and see how it sorts out. This monster that we're about to let loose is nothing bad could happen. If it does, it's not our problem. And now they're like, oh, no, the monster got so big. We need to stop it. You can't. And then you chose women's sports to do it to? Women's basketball? We're going to ignore the giant monster over there in men's basketball and football. We're going to pick this. NCAA, if you weren't like the dumbest organization on the planet, I don't know what what is. No comment. Alex? Alex, we have a comment on the next one. I'm not sure. Uh, so this is not new. It just came to my attention recently. So Oscar Shibway, uh, formerly WVU big man Alex, sorry. Yes. Went to Kentucky, is accruing millions of NIL money, but can't earn any of it while on U.S. soil since he's, I believe, from uh, Democratic Republic of Congo and he's playing on a student visa. So <clears throat> I think most recently over the past offseason, he was at an event or was going to an event at the Bahamas and did everything within his power and earned like a half a million dollars in like a two or three week period signing autographs, doing stuff like that. So it's just another interesting turn in. Oh, by the way, remember <clears throat> student athletes that come from abroad are under a whole other set of rules and can't necessarily earn money that's not, um, you know, like a school sponsored job. So if he's accruing millions in NIL money, where's it going? Oh, he's still a crew. He just he's every time he goes, he just can't earn it while he's on U.S. soil. But okay, wait, so he, oh wait, wait. Explain your sentence again. He can't earn nil money when he's on U.S. soil. The money still exists. The money that he had for autographs. He it, wasn't it, in the U.S. when he did it. So if he decides, if he's supposed to go to appearances. He can get appearance as a person, as any other basketball player could. He cannot earn money. He has to do things when he's off of U.S. soil in order so to earn the money. So if he goes and signs autographs in, in Kentucky, where does that money go? Where would it go before NIL was a thing? Yeah, yeah just back to the team, basically. Potentially, yeah. Or he's, Or it's just out of the goodwill of his heart. I mean, I understand I, what Jim's getting at. Is it possible that he's doing these things and then he does these things off American soil and then they're like, oh, yeah, for all these other things you did well on American soil, we're going to get you for that, too. So well, see, you you've made it. Yes, but you've also made it quite you got a two headed monster you've presented. And I know we're not a political show, but like, yes, we have the in this case, micro issue of NIL. Like we're he's getting his money somewhere. Like that's the wink, wink, nod, nod. And then a student visa prevents this man from earning the money like on the up and up. Sounds like we have another bureaucratic system that we should probably like iron out a bit. As it relates to NIL. Right. Right. Like let's figure that out a bit. Well, this you know comes down to what's the reason the student visa would have that in place so that you know somebody coming from abroad can't 
I mean, realistically, take a job, take job away from American citizen, right? I mean, that's what we're looking at here until they get a full work visa. Um, so, but these same congress, like, you're gonna piss me off. You're not pissing me off, but the, these same congressmen are the guys who are going nil, nil, I'm, and do they not know their star? Like, I guarantee the representative from Kentucky, without getting political, the guy from Kentucky who holds a lot of effing power. In Congress, if his star couldn't play, would bend things around to make his star play. It's jacked up. It's just a jacked up system. A bureaucracy with student athletes and getting money is just, it blows my mind. Remember when all we used to have to worry about were bagels? <laughs> bagels? Uh, <laughs> oh, there she is! Hey, did you did you burn a bagel this morning, Sam? Just just no, bacon. No, I, I burnt bacon. That was last weekend. Um, and bit. this week I made Nate soapy pancakes. So, yum! Intentionally made Nate soapy pancakes. No, I got new bowls the other day, and so I washed them before I used them because you don't know who's touched them, and. Um, I guess I didn't rinse them good enough, so when Nate took a bite of his pancake, he said it tasted soapy. <laughs> so I've lost my privileges. Did you burp up bubbles today, Nate? No, but I definitely felt like I got an extra oral rinse. <laughs> All Maybe right. she was saying something. Maybe she thinks you need to clean your mouth with soap. Have you been, yeah. swearing? Have you been swearing more? No, but she also been into the same soapy pancake, so I wasn't the only one. Well, so my parents never did that whole, like, wash your mouth out with soap. You know, you're just killing the whole vibe of the show. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep the thing going. There's there's enough real construction and detours in this valley. We don't need you to take us down another path. Anyways, so as I'm sitting there and I still can taste Dawn dish soap. She's just going to keep going. I'm like, is this what it tastes like? Like when your parents wash your mouth out with soap? Like, that's awful. Probably. All right. Women's Cup. <laughs> uh, the Women's World Cup may be in for a bit of a, a public relations nightmare. The event happening this summer, as some players are sharing, they will not continue to play for national team games. Uh, right now, this is most recently French captain Wendy Renard, who said she will not play at this year's Women's World Cup to preserve her mental health, adding that she, quote, can no longer support the current system with fellow international players Marie Antoinette Katotu and Kadidia Tu Diani following Renard. Uh, Renard, for those that may not know, is considered to be one of the best defenders in women's soccer in the world, bar none. Uh, according to a report in French outlet RMC Sport, Renard will no, not play for the national team as long as the coach, Corinne Diacre, is in charge. Diacre has previously attracted criticism from other French players, including uh, Giatan Tini and Sarah Buhadi. Renard is quoted as saying... I love France more than anything. I am not perfect, far from it, but I can no longer support the current system, which is far from the requirements of the highest level. It is a sad day, but necessary to preserve my mental health. It is with a heavy heart, and I come to inform you of my decision to step back from the French team. Unfortunately, I will not be playing in this World Cup under such conditions. My face may hide the pain, but my heart is suffering, and I don't want to suffer any more. Women's soccer, we've had it here in the United States. 
with some uh, national team and some other, I think the Northwestern women's soccer organization has also had issues. Uh, now it is coming in at the national stage and at other countries. Um, do we foresee more happening in women's soccer part of the World Cup? And will there still be excitement around the Women's World Cup if this continues? I'm, I'm not trying to downplay her mental health issues. What is the I did not get the gist of what's going on with it. Like what's going on in the World Cup? I was gonna ask Is it that. the same controversy of here it, in the States? Is it a sexual it, assault it, kind of thing? It is it's a this is not the World Cup, this is the French national team, which is now this is at a national team level. Before in the United States, it was at a think of like the MLS was happening. Right. Now this is at a national stage with one of your premier soccer the countries. But a what, similar issue. I guess With, I'm confused. Why Why is her mental health bad? I don't know all of her story. I just know that it has to do with the current national team coach who has had controversy. I don't know what all the controversy is, um, but that is why this player, who's still going to play, still going to play on the club team, but is not going to play for the national team. Due to the national, Yeah, it's a, a national Okay. That's like playing gotcha. summer league basketball versus the NBA. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like the, the issue here, Muff, is what you just said and our ignorance to the sport. It, we're having a communication issue. So there's controversy in the systemic issues, much like ours. And the fact that they're not addressing it is causing mental health issues in its players. At the, at the national, national level. At the French national team in this specific Correct. instance. Right. I think that systemically women's soccer needs to be addressing this before women's soccer doesn't exist at this point, right? Before they the players find other way. I mean, they what do you get for playing on the national team? That's always been the United States thing, right? Yeah. Like, I don't we don't make a whole bunch of money playing you know, to represent the United States, I have to imagine it's similar uh, in other countries. They're getting, they play more often, you know, for their club teams. I think Renard plays for Lyon, which is a French club team. Um, you know, that's who she's playing for three years out of four years. You know, that's where her time is invested. So that's, that's her primary employer. So why, why am I going to put myself in a terrible situation that I'm just going to, you know, make take years off my life by playing for this national team that doesn't support me and doesn't take what we say into consideration. I stand behind her. So, <clears throat> from terrible systemic issues to just terrible organizations, the Pittsburgh Pirates are about to improve the quote unquote best ballpark in baseball, self admittedly, with about $11 million in changes that include a new LED scoreboard in left field stadium. We'll also add new fascia ribbon boards throughout the park, including new home plate, field level, and dugout LED displays as well. There will be a new speaker system throughout the stadium. On the main concourse, the Pirates intend to replace most of the concessions equipment, upgrade the signage on the stands, and install new awnings. They also are planning to add three new beer outlets, a new food stand, and a new walkthrough style concession concept. In addition, there will be lighting improvements and an upgraded point-of-sales system. The Pirates are paying for all of these improvements themselves, wink, wink, through profit sharing, probably. And they required Sports and Exhibition Authority, SEA, 
who owns the ballpark approval because the authority is the owner of the ballpark itself. Well, Pittsburgh, the best ballpark in baseball, PNC Park, is getting these upgrades. How do we feel about baseball in Pittsburgh? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Get him. Get him. What in the hell? First of all, <laughs> the, the stadium is beautiful. The, nobody has ever gone to that, a game there and bitched about PNC Park. I mean, they have enjoyed it. They think it's a beautiful view. It's a beautiful stadium. Overall, they have a lot of options for snacks. I mean, the seats are fine. I've never gone and been like, this stadium needs some love. What I have done is gone and been like, this team needs some love. So you're telling me that the Pittsburgh Pirates won't invest in players to make the games enjoyable to go to, but they'll invest in an already perfectly fine stadium that really doesn't need all this extra fucking money. Excuse my French. $11 million. I rest my... I am not fighting you when I say this, okay? Not arguing. The only bit of thing I want to contend to, a new LED scoreboard. I think every stadium could use a new LED scoreboard. Why? Because it's the way of the future. It's like, first off, it's cost savings. So we can see bigger how, so we can see bigger how bad we're losing. I agree. But like, it's cost savings. Electricity wise, it's cost savings. To save you more money to put towards your good players. But hold on, is a you have an assumption here? I I can't prove you right or wrong in this gym. A new LED display means that there wasn't a current LED display. That's true. I don't know that. That's I, I, I don't know the answer You're right. to that either. You're right. I but I feel for you, Alex. I'm with you. We're putting new beer outlets in because we're going to attract a whole bunch more people. <laughs> I've been in that stadium in like like seven, eight times. Never had an issue with beer. Never had an issue with getting beer. There was never a big line to get maybe the beer. If we get, maybe if they think we get so drunk, we won't notice how bad they are. That could be. You know? and the only thing that I was going to say is that walkthrough uh, concession. They had something like that in the hockey arena now where you just walk in, they look at your ID, you walk up to the coolers, grab whatever beer you want out of the cooler, put it on this little thing, and it scans it, and you pay, and you walk out. Was it convenient? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, literally, all you do is you walk up. There's an attendant there. They check your ID to make sure you're 21. And then you just go up, grab whatever beer, wine, whatever coolers they have. And then you put them on, like, this little, like, table. And it has, like, whatever camera in it. And it scans. It goes, all right, here's your total. Then you put your card in and you walk out. So it will be a better scoreboard in terms of. Because it will be, we will now have the true HDR capability, along with the higher brightness and vibrant colors. Good, great, grand, and wonderful. Uh, and I shared this with everybody a little bit ago uh, before we recorded. The Pirates right now are the most prevalent team that's being bet on for the over it wins for the entire season. It's sixty-seven and a half is what I saw it at. I think there's something like. 80 to 90% of the bets are on the Pirates over win total. Weren't they struggling to get to 50? Uh, last year, they were in that 60 range. Oh, they were, but you know, maybe this pitch clock is going to help them. Maybe this is going to help the bad teams. We just don't know it yet. Watch his back, guys. We're good. Okay. Also in Pittsburgh, and not to be outdone, Axure Stadium announced that they will be doing the following. 
<clears throat> they will be renovating 12 restrooms this offseason. And as part of these changes, the urinal troughs in four men's restrooms on the stadium's 500 level will be replaced with separate urinals that have dividers. Amen. I, I don't still understand how we have this many trough type areas and still in stadiums. Is this normal in other stadiums across the country? Or is this the Pittsburgh thing? I think it's a Pittsburgh thing. I think there's still one in, in Wheeling on on the uh, Wheeling Stadium, right? There's still one at Generations Restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, maybe it's just a yeah, like a, uh, there's still one at Brooks football stadium. Generations did just get a remodel, so they might not, not in have- the men's room. Nope. Not there. Not there, Sam. Good try. Didn't happen there. <laughs> I think the water actually works that goes into the trough though. It's not stagnant, it's if that helps. <clears throat> I, I might just be a Yenzer thing. <laughs> this is the, the new Pittsburgh toilet, is the trough. <laughs> There's something. They're hey, around. muting me so I stop talking. <clears throat> Don't tell on him. Stitches <laughs> get stitches. Stop it. Yeah, you wouldn't look good with stitches. Are you saying I'm already ugly? That was dangerous. Oh, the... They're about to get muted. The NCAA basketball selection shows will be on Sunday, March 12th. So get pumped for the next betting show to happen that week and all the basketball fun that will ensue. Alex and I have uh, committed to each other that we will set time up to watch uh, some of the games at the Dirty Dog Tavern at West Liberty for any that may be interested. We've committed such. On... Most likely Friday evening. Yes. Night one, I will be at, I will have sweet tickets, little, like, sweet tickets to a Blue Jackets game. Oh. Even though you're not a fan? Yeah. Yep. Are you going to give those away now? No, I can't. Got to go. <laughs> Blue Jackets versus the Islanders. Um, I'll be there. Make sure you wear your cracking gear. I'm going to. You bet. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. At least you won't be wearing, like, Islanders gear or jackets gear you'll just be wearing your own gear yep so he'll be you good yep and everybody's favorite sport golf lift golf had their first uh event of the year it was a uh this past weekend that any did anybody know, know that it was happening nope yep that's it so i don't have no idea where to find it no idea what's going on all i know is that the, uh, some of the Big names like Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka, and Phil Mickelson were all in like 30th or worst place on the individual team, on the individual situation. And the team thing, I wasn't even paying attention to. But Live Golf, to get a Twitter handle that they may want, may have to pay up to a <clears throat> teenager with a 33 handicap, handicap who has the handle at Live Golf. Their current is, I think, Live underscore Golf Tour. Um, I think it's just hilarious that a teenager with a 33 handicap, which is not good, just so we know, understood it's a younger, younger person, um, is who holds the at live golf Twitter handle. Hilarious. It's good for that person. Uh, in the PGA Tour, <clears throat> there was the Honda Classic this past weekend, which Chris Kirk won. But uh, of other important news, they have announced a mixed team golf event between the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour that will be later this year. Uh, last Wednesday, the two tours announced they will combine to put on the Grant Thornton Invitational on December 8 through 10. 32 golfers, 16 men, 16 women, will play for up to $4 million of prizes across a three-day event. 
The field is not known, but Ricky Fowler and Jessica Corda will play together, as will Tony Finau and Nellie Corda, uh, all four who are currently Grant Thornton ambassadors. So there's golf news. Yeah. All right. We got something there. Involve the LPGA and the PGA Tour. There we go. Trying to do some things. Um, So this next topic, no idea how far we'll get into this. I really don't want to even talk about it. Nor are we going to offer any uh, advice. Do we have to even bring it up? Well, I feel like we have to at least put it out there. Alabama basketball is entrenched in some controversy. Bunch of Uh, idiots. Not going to try to get into all the details uh, aside from a former player who was a player at the time of an incident um, was involved with a non-basketball player uh, in a shooting. You're doing a horrible job. That doesn't make any sense. Well, yes, Jim, there were three people involved. That's what. So three people were involved, two of them were were basketball players. One was not. I was getting to the third one. Uh, So uh, star and likely NBA lottery pick Brandon Miller. Uh, and head coach Nate Oates are the ones that are continually in hot water now. Um, former Bama player Darius Miles was involved with and charged in the murder of a woman within the past month. I uh, forget the date. Uh, Miller has not been charged, but that doesn't mean he hasn't been included in the discussion. Uh, a couple items that have been shared as follows. Miller <clears throat> had Miles's gun in his car that was driven to the scene where the shooting occurred at this time. Hold on. Yes. I'm, this isn't just you. This is like the news is jacking me up. Yeah. Miller had Miles's gun. Period. Right. Yeah. The car also drove Miles there. Miles was already there. Miller was coming back to that area. Miller was not at the scene until he was asked to come back there and then separately a, a message about the handgun was sent. And then Miller took the gun. Miller never handled the gun. Are we 100 on that? There is no information that he ever handled the gun or knew without a shadow of a doubt that was in the vehicle. So how did he drive? So he took the car. He didn't know the gun was in the car. That's... I can't say what he did and did not know. I'm just saying what happened. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> uh, it doesn't appear that that Miles's gun fired any of the rounds that killed Harris, uh, the person who passed away in this. Miles was kicked off the team immediately after the incident, and Miller has not missed any time since then. Um, old, old. Yes. Miles' gun does not appear to have been fired. Yet a person died and he's being charged. Listen to the words, Jim. That's what I'm I'm running Miles' Miles gun did not appear to have fired rounds that killed the person. I believe it is confirmed that his gun did fire rounds as part of a gunfight. There were multiple people. Got it. In this. There was not just one. It was not a, a shootout, Jim. It wasn't a standoff. Got it. Yes. <clears throat> Coach Oates indicated the team was going through a grieving process after the. This is where it gets You're freaking right. stupid. After this this incident, he also indicated that he was not aware of what all of his players are doing outside the basketball court. 
um, pretty much saying, I can't keep track of what everybody's doing at all times. Also um, known as the Urban Meyer defense. Right. Which later backfired on him this past weekend as Brandon Miller's pregame introduction included him being patted down a la a frisking situation, uh, which apparently had been happening throughout the year, not just within the past few weeks, but prior to then. When Oates was questioned after the game, he indicated he didn't know necessarily what's going on in the pregame routines of his players because he's more focused on doing other things like drawing up plays before the start of the game. <sighs> it's a bad, bad look. There's got to be enough PR people at a big university like that, even if you had been doing this previously, which I don't know. I don't want to know if Alabama pregame basketball. But, I mean, there's got to be somebody out there that's like, hey, man, I know you do this every game. Not a good look right now. Avoid. And maybe, and if it's new, then you're just a fucking asshole. Right. Which is why I don't want to get caught up as much in the the legal proceedings. Uh, Miller has not been deposed. Um, I think he has had to deliver some type of initial statement because he was at the scene, uh, but he has not been deposed to this point. He has a lawyer that's been representing him. Um, Listen, it doesn't matter. Guilty, not guilty, deposed, undeposed. You have to know. Some first of all, either way, whether you're guilty of it or not, I don't care if it was a teammate who had nothing to do with it. It's poor judgment and poor timing. Somebody died. Even then, again, I'm not going to get to the incident, but post-incident, as Alex said, there's got to be more people around the program to be like, hey, here's some things that we should do or not do. Let's think about all of this to not make it worse. And I have a feeling this head coach may not be around after the season if well i don't know you know what i don't know you know why because they're like a top five team in the nation and they're about to have an nba draft lottery pick as long as he's still eligible but here we go them's the other things going on in sports which then leads us into the off season good Glad we're all engaged. They're ignoring us. Read more about this idiot. Keep going. Well, you didn't do your noise. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's still, okay. still, yeah, still fresh. To off season, uh, college football executives are considering the following rule changes for next year. These are considering nothing. Nothing is has been solidified. Prohibiting consecutive timeouts which a la icing the kicker, right? That's what we're really getting into here uh, at the end of a game. No untimed down at the end of the first quarter and third quarter. So if there's a penalty at the end of those quarters, we just move on to the next quarter and we start it off. Clock runs after first down, except inside two minutes, which gets you more in line with the NFL line of thinking. And the clock runs on incompletions after the ball is spotted. As opposed to once play starts. I hate that rules. That's the one that I have no idea why they're doing that aside from teams like Ole Miss and other teams that just go, 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 go. This seems like counterintuitive to everything everything we've talked about over the last how many years we've been doing this about player safety, speed of the game. I mean, the ref's here with us tonight, but this doesn't seem safe. I want to understand why the safe thing comes into play. Because this is only going to pick up the speed of the game. And like, this is how kids get hurt. Are you thinking like if someone's tired, I was going to say someone like tired. And yeah. Injury prone. We're going to see more people get hurt. 
to me, football isn't a game I think, oh, we need to find ways to speed up the game. Not as much as other sports, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, know, like, I don't have that mm-hmm. feeling during football. I feel like it clips along pretty yeah. well. Nate, as an official, how does this line up with high school rules? So, right now, high school rules, there is no rule for the consecutive timeout thing. I mean, hell, you don't even see anybody trying to kick field goals. So, icing a kicker is not a thing, at least in this area. Um, the untimed down thing, that's 90% sure. That's how it is in high school. It just goes to the next period. Mm-hmm. Um, clock runs after first down, except inside two minutes. Uh, high school rule is the same as the college rule as it is as of right now, okay. where the clock only restarts after a first down if the play ended in bounds. So if you have a first down run and you go out of bounds, kill the clock, the clock wouldn't start again until the ball is snapped. Right. Okay. And then clock runs on incompletions after the ball is spotted. Uh, no, that's not anything in high school or college right now. I vaguely remember I did one semi-pro game and they kind of did something like that, where I think they just it was a constantly running clock. Okay. But that's the only one of the three that I don't kind of understand at all. Or, sorry, of the four that I don't understand. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was too. But <clears throat> I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I get where you're coming from, Jim, on the um, the player safety. I'm just not sure I, I fully agree. Or, with like, I, I'm not here to sit here and say the game should be slow, the game should be fast, blah blah blah. blah. We sat here for probably this is our third off season, and the last two they were initiating rules and worried about player speed, and we've heard. Every coach of the top five, six teams say, hey, we're moving too fast. These kids are going to get hurt. And now the rules committee is going the opposite direction. Well, Jim, now that I think about this a little bit more, the clock runs on incompletions after the ball is spotted. You're actually going to get less plays in the game overall because that clock's going to be going. Okay. Yeah. That, that particular rule. Yeah, this is actually going to amount to less plays overall. Okay. Plays. Now, I understand you're talking about pace of game, Jim. Right. Um, which is which ultimately translates to plays. Now, I think this would encourage more teams to run like the Ole Miss type offenses, right? Where right. We're, we're on the ball, we're snapped within, you know, five to ten seconds of the ball being spotted. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, ugh. I mean, yeah. I, Ole Miss was towards the end of the last season was – Bring out the gurney every like two seconds, and I just I don't want to see every team like that. That's not fun to watch. It's not fun to officiate a no huddle like that either. You better get get working out a lot before season starts. (laughs) You have to have like mile run timings for all the officials if this goes down. Well, especially in high school because I'm the one that spots the damn ball. Right. <laughs> Guess what, Nate? They can't do anything until you spot it. So screw them. I know. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on that? I'm sure there'll be more to come. Uh, if I had to guess, we're not going to see all of those enacted all at once. But no, I, I definitely like the whole prohibiting consecutive timeout thing. Yeah. If any, if any of the sport had to stand, give me that one. Yeah. yeah. That's the only one that I'm like, all right, that's fine. Whatever. The other ones are kind of weird. 
I just don't get why it's necessary, I guess, is like what I come back to. Yeah. Uh, in NFL news, Russell Wilson allegedly pushed to have Seahawks coach Pete Carroll fired before his departure from Seattle, according to a report that came last Friday, Friday from The Athletic. Though the Denver Broncos quarterback subsequently denied doing so on social media, According to the report, Wilson asked Seahawks ownership in February 2022 to fire Carroll and general manager John Schneider with hopes that the team would hire Sean Payton to be the coach. Flash forward, Wilson obviously got his wish in this particular scenario. Uh, Wilson later tweeted after this report came out, uh, quote, I love Pete and he was a father figure to me and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. What do we believe in this situation and whose side do we fall on? Oh, I'm on Pete Carroll's. Uh, I think, I think old Russ was trying to get him fired. And I think Russ is, or uh, Pete Carroll's played this excellently. Um, they had an excerpt from Seattle's win over uh, Denver. And the quote basically summed up, from Pete Carroll was the guys needed this. We needed this. And there's a reason for it. And it was like, Ooh, there's some veiled comments in there. And now given this information, it all makes sense to me. He was um, trying to get him canned. I oddly agree with Jim. I'm team uh, Pete in this one. Yeah. It almost seems like the more news that comes out, the more and more I think Russell Wilson's not his legacy, but his, uh, I don't know, legacy's the only word that's coming to me right now. But you keep thinking, okay, yeah, all these great teams he had and all these Super Bowls, and it's like, okay, now you're like, okay, is this guy really that great of a teammate, that really great of a player? How long did they really despite him? Yeah, because yeah, he came out and everybody's like, oh, this these Russ is like a very, you know, um, a good locker room presence, a positive influence, like all of everything about it. And now the more we hear is like his team was, you know, maybe a problem in the locker room, a problem in the facility and all these other things, this noise that's coming in afterwards. So I agree, Nate, that this is definitely putting a a, a cloud of skepticism about his time in Seattle. And then even if he did want Sean Payton and after they hired him, they go, oh, well, what do you think about Russ and his team having their own office in the facility? He goes, oh, no, that's not going to happen. Right. So what yeah. do you think? Russ? I don't put a lot of stock in that. He was he was caught at an airport. I think that needs hammered out some more. I bet he still has his people. In the building? Yeah, I think he'll have a Tom Brady type situation. I don't think he's earned the Tom Brady no, type I don't situation. Think they're paying him too much. Agreed. I don't disagree with that. I just don't think that he's earned it yet. Uh, just because you're making that money right now doesn't mean anything. Deshaun Watson. End of story. There, uh, there is that. Um, should we be talking more about Max Duggan? Yes. Max Duggan's story. Now that we're just hearing more about all of all of this in its totality, I know Alex has said yes. We expected that from you, Alex. But let's 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 break down the Max Duggan story. Max Duggan started ten games as a true freshman at TCU, and the future was bright. Before the twenty twenty season, 
Duggan was diagnosed with Wolf-Parkinson-White syndrome, a rare heart condition. Duggan persevered through a nine-hour surgery and a second surgery to remove blood clots. It would go on to play that season. During the 2021 season, Duggan played through a broken foot. His head coach was fired midseason. Last season, Duggan obviously started the year as a backup, but eventually regained the starting role and won the Davey O'Brien Award, the best college quarterback. And now Duggan is looking at being the first TCU quarterback drafted in 12 years. Since who? That is the question that I, as I was saying it, I was trying to think of who it was. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Yep. (laughs) I was like, I know I can find this in my brain. But yeah, I just don't understand how his story wasn't more of a story throughout the football season. That's, I just, it doesn't make sense. Like how, how do we not have this highlighted? Because I don't think that they were hiding this. No, but like that would have been one hell of a story to cover, especially as they're going undefeated into the college football playoff. Like, right. Because when you're, you know, he's stoic, a champion, leading his team to victory, he didn't want the spotlight on him. He wanted the spotlight on the team, just like a true Big 12 leader. <laughs> there it is. Speaking of Big 12 leaders, Geno Smith may be getting the franchise tag with the Seahawks prior to the March 15th deadline, but the Seahawks have also brought in Greg Olson as a coach on their staff. Olson, Olson has experience with Derek Carr, Derek Carr's best two seasons in the NFL, and coached Jared Goff in his most successful season in the NFL. Alex, does this worry you about the future of Geno Smith? With the I Seahawks. That, no, I think they're just bringing in someone who's developed people in the past and is going to continue to develop Gina Smith into the stud that he can be and has potential to be. No, I agree with that. Okay. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I've got, I just wanted to know what Alex's thoughts were, but it's good to know that Jim and Alex agree on this one. Yeah. That's two things now. JJ Watt is enjoying re- retirement and possibly even some PEDs. Um, he received the the typical text message. Hey, this is blah, blah, blah. On behalf of the NFL, we've been selected for a HGH dry blood spot test, which I don't know if that's how all of them are phrased. It's a question. I just don't have the answer to uh, give me a call or shoot me a text when you can. Um, and what tweeted that he didn't know what happens when you click report junk to something like that. But I think he thought he was about to find out. Um, also of note, what, what received a request for a drug test on December 19th, a day after the Cardinals 24-15 loss to the Broncos, and he said he thought he had been randomly selected after every three-sack game of his career. He tweeted that back in December. So J.J. Watts retired now. We're going to be a little bit probably more loose-lipped with things that are going on in the NFL, it seems. Is this going to be good for the fan or bad for the NFL or both? Well, didn't J.J. Watts say he didn't realize that you had to, like, send whatever paperwork into the league and the players association to say you're retired. Yes. So maybe he's not technically retired by their letter of the law. So that's why he's still able to be drug tested. Oh, there's a very good chance of that. I agree. But yeah, maybe that's just their way of saying, JJ, just send in the damn paperwork. <laughs> quit, quit making yeah. it send you these things. Yeah. JJ, your homework and turn it in. Uh, yeah, I agree with Jim though. This is I think JJ is gonna be a good a good fan, a fan watch. 
yes. and listen because I I don't he doesn't seem like he's going to get too involved in the broadcasting. Seems like he wants to just kind of do his own thing. So I think that would be fun. Um, maybe him and the Kelseys will will team up because I think the Watts and the Kelseys could be really cool. Could you imagine that podcast? It'd be awesome. Oh, I would listen to it all the time. I could oh, yeah. make spot appearances on broadcasting stuff. I don't, want, I don't want him to do it though. I want him to do something with Travis Kelsey, and then and then uh, TJ and Travis and um, sorry, Jason, TJ and Jason and Travis come in in off weeks or something like that. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Keyshawn Johnson made a list of the top six quarterbacks who are under the most pressure to win. A ring in order of pressure. His list was Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. Where do we find agreement or disagreement with this list in the order? As far as order, I think everybody on that list is correct. As far as order, I'm okay. I would probably put Dak a little lower. Really? Because I think people, it's the Cowboys. Like, I think they know somebody's going to mess this up, but it's not necessarily, they don't put a lot of stress on Dak. But, like, I think he would fall before Justin. But I think it goes Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, then Dak, then Herbert, then Joe Burrow. I would move Burrow in front of Herbert only because of the success of the past two years. Sure. I'll give you that. See, I, I, I put, I guess I thought of it differently because I'm thinking like Aaron Rodgers, I agree with. I think he's the number one. I put Dak Prescott too because he hasn't done anything with his career. I mean, at what point do you say he needs a ring in order to kind of take that next step up? Because Lamar Jackson has one. Do you think Dak Prescott and Geno Smith are equal? Um... I think that peak Dak Prescott, not peak, but like a better version of Dak Prescott and Geno Smith. Yeah, but I think this past year, Geno Smith was a better quarterback. So that's what I'm saying is that you put Dak on a different team where the Cowboys aren't going to like botch it and Jerry's not going to be like Jerry World. I think that Dak has a better shot at a title than he does now. Yeah. See, and I think, I guess, to that point, I'm thinking the opposite. Like, with Josh Allen, I never really thought of him as, like, a super heavy pressure kind of quarterback because they have been good, and, like, he does have a lot of weapons around him, so I don't really think of him individually as, like, like I don't think he needs a Super Bowl ring within the next three years in order to still be Oh, I disagree. Oh, he should have had one already, but I, yeah. but I don't I mean, think those, Josh those Allen's teams fault, I guess, good. is my point. No, but, I mean, he's got to do something for not only his legacy, but for the for people of Buffalo. Team, yeah. No, I agree. It's like it's it's coming, you know, but I just I don't know. I don't think it like like I don't think of Josh Allen as less than because he doesn't have a ring compared to like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't think Lamar would need it as bad as Herbert or Burrow just because I don't think of the rosters of all these guys. I mean, Rogers, no matter what roster he's on, you only got one and you were the two time MVP in the past three years. But Lamar, I think he needs it more for himself than he does for a team. Yes. Because he wants to say, oh, give me that Deshaun Watson money. It's like, well, do something to earn it. Yep. With that, I think that Josh Allen is number one on this list. 
um, just because of the team around him. That's because you don't want to talk about your boy. I still think Aaron Rodgers is in that top two. I just think that Josh Allen surpasses Aaron Rodgers because Josh Allen has that pressure from everything preseason hype that they continue to get. Um, get, get out of here. This is such bullshit. Tell, can you have more preseason hype than Aaron Rodgers? That was not that was not that was not than Aaron Rodgers. That was not hype about what he was going to do on the field. That was hype right. about the team. Okay, get out of here. about the team stop. situation around Just the stop. team. Why does Aaron Rodgers need to win a ring, Jim? Tell me. Tell me why. Aaron Rodgers Because he's the GOAT. Two-time MVP. He's the he's GOAT. The next, he's he's next over Tom Brady. Brady. Tom's retired. He's the next man up. He's the last gunslinger left. He's the last gunslinger left. So the old guy has all the pressure to win the MVP, to win the trophy? Or hang it up, yeah. So it's either hang it up or win a Super Bowl. You can't have both, Jim. For him it is. Like, prove that these magical retreats you're going on and the specialty is doing it, or you're a nut job. What has he said that that's going to make him a better football player? He said it makes him a better person. Oh, okay. They don't correlate. You're right. It's like Superman and, and Clark Kent. The T only helps Superman, but not Clark Kent. Helps the person, not the superhero, Jim. Yeah, okay. Let's go. The superhero is not on ayahuasca. Get out of here. Superhero slings that ball on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. We heard of him? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the rising star in this year's draft class. The former Gators quarterback didn't have great success this past year. 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions on about 2,600 yards passing. Also had, I think, uh, he had 500 plus yards rushing. I forget the number. Uh, but he is Al Davis's wet dream as he can run throw and is 6'4", 230 pounds. So he, I believe, if I remember correctly, had like plus 10,000 odds to be the number one pick. And that is down within like a week and a half long period to like plus 800. Just because of how much explosion he's getting from this discussion. And everybody's looking at his measurables, how far he can throw the ball, how fast he is, how big he is, like all of these things and saying, oh, he was just in a bad situation in Florida. But look at the tape, right? That's what all the, the scouts will say. Look at the tape. He's great. He's got big hands, right? I mean, that's <laughs> he's got big hands. He can run. He sees the field. So. A lot of talk of, of the Bears picking him up. How do you feel about that, Jim? Like, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Makes sense. Makes sense. Any other players that we've seen rising up the draft board? I haven't really looked into that too much yet. So, real quick, we're going to get over into some coaching changes that have happened on the offensive side of the ball. Um, we've had uh, the Broncos hire Joe Lombardi from the Chargers. We had yeah, the okay. Chiefs promote Matt Nagy from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator after Eric Bieniemy left. We had the Cardinals hire Drew Petzing from the Browns, who was their quarterback coach. Still looking for the Colts to fill and the Eagles to fill all the Colts Colts are expected. I don't think I saw this break today. Uh, they're expected to hire Jim Bob Cooter from the Jaguars. You, you put this all in here. So you can say Jim Bob Cooter. Nate said it last week. Nate, Nate was on this as it was being discussed. This was amazing. 
I want to know why the Cardinals are hiring the quarterback coach from the Browns, thinking that's going to be a good hire. When they're struggling at quarterback. Tell me what's good has happened at quarterback for the Browns over the past two or three years. Because his name is Jim Bob Keter, and it's funny. No, that was Drew Petzing. Sorry, I'm not following. I'm still hung up on Jim Bob Keter. You just got Jim Bob Keter in your head. Normal day. Normal day for Alex. On the defensive side of the ball, the Broncos have hired Vance Joseph from the Cardinals to round out their coaching staff now. And the Eagles are still looking to fill Jonathan Gannon's position as he left to be the head coach of the Cardinals. All right. Almost almost done with the coaching carousel for at least the major coaching positions. So we'll see where that ends up. Which brings us to the end of this week's edition of The Offseason. This is Mount Massive. Man, you can tell Alex is tired. There's no um, oomph. Oh, I am burnt. I'm also in the hospital, so I have to be kind of quiet. Burnt. All right, so the challenge was to make your own Justice League out of athletes. We're going to go to Alex first. Okay. Alex, proceed. I will proceed. So my Justice League of athletes, we'll start with the – I'll get to go backward. So I'll start with Wonder Woman. My Wonder Woman is Lisa Leslie. I was thinking an active woman – can jump and fly. So at least my Martian Manhunter, James Harrison. My Green Lantern was Bill Russell, who was the winningest person in sports, so lots of rings. My Flash was Bo Jackson in his prime. Aquaman, Louis Zamperini, who is <coughs> the um athlete featured in the in the true story uh, and movie Unbroken. He spent forty seven days adrift on a raft survived, making him, in my mind, a superhero and master of the waters. Batman, Tim Duncan, who's great, relatively quiet overall, handled his business. That's my Batman. And my Superman is Michael Jordan. He will lead the team to victory at all costs. Full intensity. Okay. My only issue with yours, because I thought about making my Superman Michael Jordan Superman's like nice and shiny. Michael Jordan gambles. So that's what took him off my list. But still, that's great fair. list. Great list. Um, I'm going to go to Nate. You're up, buddy. Okay, so for my Superman, because apparently that's how everybody views him in the league, is Patrick Mahomes. Fair. For mine, I put Batman as Tom Brady, so Gronk can be Robin. <laughs> Uh, Aquaman, I have a split between Michael Phelps, which was the dead giveaway, and so is Katie Ledecky. Ooh. Uh, Flash, I thought this was an easy one. I put Tyreek Hill. For the Green Lantern, I had no idea, so Sam realized Green Lantern has to do with rings, so she went with the gymnast, Sean Johnson. My girl! Okay. I also put Harrison as my Martian Manhunter. Because if I needed a Martian Manhunter, who else other than the freak of James Harrison? And Wonder Woman, who's built like a, a brick house, is Serena Williams. Oh, Nate. Just ate up my list. So, I will go next because of this. 
Uh, Serena Williams is my Wonder Woman because that's dead on. Um, my Martian Manhunter, I struggled with this, but Martian Manhunter has some like key key weaknesses. He's he's scared of fire, has an issue with fire, has a long list of enemies. LeBron James got some weaknesses. Okay, got a long list of enemies. Martian Manhunter transforms. We've seen LeBron in the gym. We've seen that hairline. So LeBron James. <laughs> okay. Green Lantern. I went with Kale Sanderson, coach for Penn State Wrestling, undefeated at Iowa State. He, leader of the Lantern Corp is the Green Lantern. Big team guy. If there was ever a team guy, Kale Sanderson is the team guy. The Flash, I cheated. I went with a NASCAR driver, Kyle Busch. Not cheating. You're allowed. The Flash is one of those annoying, like, Batman is friends with him, but, like, also wants to punch him in the face. A lot of people can't stand the Flash. A lot of people want to punch Kyle Busch in the face. Michael Phelps is my Aquaman because that's dead on. I'm going to go with Superman now, Peyton Manning, because I feel like he's squeaky clean. My Batman is Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady, or Batman, has a plan to kill all of these people if shit goes crazy. I feel like Tom Brady has a plan to win at all costs. And if it meant killing someone to win, he may do it. Batman can't give it up. Batman goes on to be Batman until like he's like 70. Tom Brady. That's fair. So, so that's mine. I um, oh, go ahead. I like your Peyton Manning one because I consider that as well. He's very squeaky. You know he what I mean? My like, second. He was my second. <laughs> All right, Muff, you put a lot of thought in yours. I'm very proud of yours. So go I, did, ahead. I, did, I did some of my own research on this. Um, I will start with Wonder Woman is going to be Sarah Thomas for me. And Ella Minor in the football world. So I, I either didn't understand the assignment or just made up my own rules, both of which are very me. Um, Sarah Thomas is my Wonder Woman. She was the first female official in NFL history, breaking barriers and doing the things. My Martian Manhunter is J.J. Watt. Uh, he was, is, was known for his insane workouts and sort of transformed into an NFL player because he did not get much attention out of high school. So this is him taking on another form. Your um, reasoning for this was fantastic. I just went the opposite way. I went to a different version of the Manhunter, but yours was great. I didn't want to steal it. I wanted to bad, but I didn't want to. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Great so, job. So JJ, in my mind, is he may as well do do good while he's here, uh, but he just wants to get back home. Like I just, I just want to be done with football and do my things. Yeah. So great job. Great job. Um, the Green Lantern for me was Bill Belichick. He fights evil with the aid of his rings. Uh, he exists in an environment where issues are always surrounding him, aka Deflate Gate, Tug Gate, the spying situation, but always finds a way to come out on top. And plus, Great. in a press conference, if you're looking at the Ryan Reynolds quipping Green Lantern, it's kind of like Bill Belichick, just in like the opposite way of quips. Yeah. My Flash, if we're looking at a a former player, was Bullet Bob Hayes. Uh, he played with the Cowboys and the 49ers in the 60s and 70s. He was also an Olympian. He ran a 9-1, 100-yard dash, and at the time was the world record holder in the 100 meter of 10.06 seconds. 
If it's current, it's Tyreek Hill, like Nate, though. Uh, my Aquaman is Oren Burks from the 49ers. Some may ask, oh, why, Muff? Why Oren Burks? Well, Oren was the Atlantean name of Aquaman. So I was looking for somebody who, who fit the bill of the name. So uh, good, Muff. Unfortunately, there was no Arthur Curry uh, found in the NFL archives for me to, to go with, so I could not use that name. Um, that uh, the, uh, we'll, we'll say, the current name, like Oren was the Atlantean name. Arthur Curry was the in real world name. Uh, my Batman is Peyton Manning. Why? Because he was rich before the NFL. His dad already had the money. They were just trying to figure out how to make more money. Uh, he seems to do things for the right reasons. And he has a funny relationship with his brother, who would be his Robin. And Superman, for me, maybe the most controversial of all of the things, is Jason Witten. Uh, he's a former Walter Payton Man of the Year, and he played for America's team. Who else would I want to be Superman? It's, that was a weird one, but okay. I'm not going to lie. It's Superman, to me, is like the, this person that, you know, you, you can't, you don't hate, necessarily. Um, you don't see a lot of issues around him. Uh, he's like, kind of squeaky clean, which Jason Witten, I haven't heard anything bad about him, aside from his uh, terrible hairline. It was good. I just, I, I think more than anything, I didn't see, didn't like. Um, I wouldn't have thought of it. I honestly, I was thinking of somebody from the Cowboys, and I was like, uh, a current-ish person from the Cowboys who I would be like, oh yeah, he's he's got a Superman look mentality yeah. to him. I was like, ah, Jason Witten. There you go. Okay. So next week, we bring forth our Avengers. I'm not going to narrow it down for you on who are on your Avengers. You can pick seven of them. Seven of the Avengers. So if you want to throw some Guardians of the Galaxy people in there, for all of you Marvel people, you cannot have, though, X-Men or the Fantastic Four because they're not in the Avengers yet. The current MCU Avengers. Current Avengers. Yeah. Got it. That have been in the movies. That have been in the movies. Yeah. Big list there. You can have a Doctor Strange. You know, you can have a, a Falcon if you want. Captain Falco, punch. You can That's have a Bucky totally Barnes. Not. You're going to have a Groot. Trust me, I have a, a Groot's probably going to be a good one for me. So We need seven. You need seven. Seven. Yeah, okay. Seven from the Avengers world. Yes. Not necessarily have to be in the movies. Or do they? They have to have been in the movies. Okay. You can't go in like some weird rabbit hole. Seven <laughs> from the movie universe. Okay. The current movie universe. Got it. Yes. Okay. Any questions? That's Mount Massive. Wait, wait, nope. This is Would You Rather Special Edition brought to you by Facebook Marketplace. Okay? An official sponsor? Not really, but we're going to say it. Please don't come after me. All right, so... I've been uh, very active on the Facebook, searching the marketplace for things that, you know, I might need to buy some deals. And I thought to myself, self, look at all the sports memorabilia. Self. 
I wonder if like my friends would like to buy this. So I've come up with a new would you rather. So we're going to start off, guys. You have to pick one of these two items to purchase. First two items up. Mitchell and Ness, New York Nets, Julius Irving, vintage throwback jersey, men's 2X, condition, tear in the rip rib, right rib area, need some OxyClean, or Garfield cartoon basketball jersey, 3X, but runs a bit small. Alex, what would you pick? I mean, if if the Julius Irving vintage jersey was not in need of OxyClean, that stresses me out a little bit. I would right. pick that, no questions asked. But because I'm a little bit of a germaphobe and kind of like that would weird me out a little, I think just based on the quality of the item alone, I'd go with the Garfield jersey. Okay. Nate and Sam. Garfield. Nate. She has spoken. Okay. I'm not taking looks like it had a cigarette singe to it, even though it says smoke free home. It does. <laughs> it looks like someone dropped a cigarette in their armpit. Yeah. Right. To you, Muff. Garfield. Without even a question. So Garfield has made the cut. Okay. Next up. Get ready. 2016 Chicago Cubs World Series Champions Collectors hat. Or vintage 1982 San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl champion full size pennant. Full size, ladies and gentlemen. What does full size mean? It's not a mini, it's big. That, it doesn't look that large. I, I know. That's what she said. <laughs> so, Muff, what do you pick? Give me the pennant. All right. Nate and Sam. Give me the hat because I don't know if anybody would ever believe the Cubs won anything. Ooh. <laughs> I'm taking the pennant because I'm afraid of lice. Boom. I'm with Sam. Plus, okay. I think the pennant's actually pretty cool. The hat moves on. Very good. Wait, the pennant moved on. Lice. Yeah, lice. Okay. Next up, we have Earnhardt Jr. Nice versus one used vintage Caddyshack golf ball. The knife has this sun's for you on it. The golf ball is one used vintage Caddyshack golf ball in good condition. Has a famous has the famous gopher picture on the side made by Dumb Up. Also says 1999 Warner Home Video under the words Caddyshack. The ball's in good shape. No player marks or grass stains. Muff, what say you about the golf ball? Or the knife? You pick. I mean, the Earnhardt Jr. nice knife, I guess. Is uh, is interesting, and I would probably go with that because the golf ball market right now, you can get those printed whenever you want to. Oh, I don't think there's anything. But this one says 1999 Warner Home Video on it. That's true. In the words, Caddyshack. That's okay. I'm okay with this. Golf golf bars are meant to be lost. I feel like I would just put it on a shelf. I wouldn't actually use that golf ball. Alex, what, what do you choose? The ball or the knife? Nice. I choose the golf ball because I think it's funnier and I would just put it on a nice little, little shelf. Okay. Uh, Nate and Sam. I'm going with the golf ball. Okay. Tribe has spoken. <laughs> Next up, 
and uh, Nate and Sam in this in my brain when I did this. The XL Ricky Bobby official race suit versus the Jeff. XXL. My bad. Versus the Jeff Gordon kid suit. Nate and Sam, what say you? I'm taking the kid suit. Nate? I'm taking the Ricky Bobby, and then I guess you're not going to shake and bake with me. (laughs) Okay. Alex? I... I think that I would have to go with because okay, first of all, I think we should clarify the Ricky Bobby official outfit is fifty dollars. It is, it is. Jeff Gordon suits twenty dollars. What's half the size? Taking size out of the equation, still double that size, and it's forty. That's true. Size out of the equation, I'm going to go with the vintage-looking Jeff Gordon racing suit because I feel like I can probably get a Ricky Bobby costume for like twenty-five at Spirit. All right, Muff. I'm going Ricky. All right. Give me Ricky. Next up, for my man Nate, vintage Rydell Tampa Bay Buccaneers mini helmet. Helmets in good condition, never worn. (laughs) Versus the Dexter Jackson Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl signed, autographed, Forest State Seminoles mini helmet. I think that you need to do read the actual description of the Tampa Bay mini helmet for – the real effect, it says, this vintage helmet is in good condition, period. Never worn, comma, LOL, laughing, crying emoji. Thank you. You're welcome. So, we'll go to Nate first. Nate? I will take the Dexter Jackson autographed helmet, although it would have been better if it was on the Buccaneer helmet. Right. Because I, because I do have that same Buccaneer mini helmet at my mom's house. Not at your house, Sam. Why won't you let him have his mini helmets? Yes, yeah, Sam. I I didn't even know that he has a mini helmets. You seen? I I Nate. I I don't know. How would you? Why would he not have a mini helmet? I don't know. Sam, which helmet would you allow in the house? Well, if he's taking that one, I'm gonna have to take the other one so that he has one of each. Okay. Muff. And the, on the other oh. one's cheaper, so. Oh yeah, muff. I'm gonna take the signed. Signed uh, Seminoles mini helmet. Alex, I'm gonna agree with Muff. I'm gonna take the signed Seminoles mini helmet. Uh, for four extra dollars, you might as well get a an autograph. Get an autograph. Four extra dollars plus it's more in shipping. I don't yeah. know. Mm. Mm. Good looking out. Yeah, uh, oh you guys well. are getting good at this. Oh. All right, next from my boy Muff, Pat McAfee autograph football versus. The Aaron Rodgers jersey. This man's selling his Aaron Rodgers jersey because it's too big for him now. The front letters, the front 12 letter has some cracks in it, but otherwise the jersey's in amazing shape. But do you think maybe there they could have said the front 12 number? You would think it. Okay. <laughs> you think that the price is $20 with $4 shipping. It's marked down from $25. And the Pat McAfee autograph football is $100. Mark down for one. Should, I think that factors into things. Colts football, not a WU football. I know. I'm going to save Muff's answer for the end. Alex. <clears throat> Give me the football. Nate. Football. Sam. Um, I, I guess the football. Muff. <laughs> With a boomstick. I want that signed football. Wow. You well, betrayed your boy. 
If the Rogers jersey was signed, it might be different. Yeah, Rogers jersey signed didn't is totally different. Cracks in the twelve letter. Yeah, the yeah. twelve letter's fine, Buck. It's just a couple <laughs> cracks. All right, moving on. For my for my dude Alex. Ooh. Okay. Vintage Steeler Super Bowl empty Iron City beer cans. Asking mm. price five dollars. Or 2005 Steelers Myron Cope Rolling Rock collectible cans. Rare, new, near vintage, great addition to display for any man cave, any Steelers collector. Box has age, but no rips or tears. New, I'm assuming still full, Alex. So I am going to go with the Rolling Rock Myron Cope memorabilia because... I know for a fact that my dad and my grandpa already have those cans, the Steelers <laughs> Super Bowl Iron City cans. So, did you, see, did you see the price? Yep. Yeah. Well, why would I buy something we already have? But did you see the price on that? Yep. Case of Rolling Rock. Okay. Yeah. You guys, Steeler fan, them runs deep, man. Nate and Sam. Well, I would rather him just tell me one can, to be honest, but whatever. <laughs> I think the vintage Super Bowl cans for five dollars would go to good use in Sam's family. So, fun fact, everyone, uh, my mom's cousin has a beer can addiction. Um, we call That's it called and, alcoholism. No, no, no. He doesn't drink them. He dumps them. Oh. Um, he has his parents. Abuse. I, this <laughs> man is, like, almost 60. Um, okay. He has his parents' garage, rec room, and, like, laundry room lined with beer cans. So, I'm sure he has both of these. Okay. So yeah. in his defense, I do have a small collection of Pittsburgh-themed beer cans. It's um, not small. But that's I right. feel like that's more acceptable than whatever's happening. Yeah. I send some picks. Uh, um, give me... Um, Gabby, my red and cope on spots. All right. <laughs> Last, but certainly not least, Penn State Mini Lions Coca-Cola advertising tray or Penn State memorabilia in happier times per the description muff never opened after the championship <laughs> season. What is the what is it? I don't know, but you gotta believe it's aged a lot. Is it a is it a like soda bottle? It's probably as that old as like a wine. as us. Never <clears throat> opened after the championship season, so they opened it during the season. Is it empty bottle or is it a full bottle? No, it's it's no some kind of option. But you got Joe Paul over here, Studley Joe Paul. Oh, I want Joe Paul. Give me Joe Paul. Nate and Sam for eight dollars too. Just steal. Give me the Coca Cola tray, Sam. I'm taking the champagne. You drinking it? I mean, I bet it gets better with age. I don't know if that's true with champagne. I'll <laughs> try it. With champagne, it's black. <laughs> Just so Alex. Works. That's all. I'm going to go with the tray. I think you could like mount that on the wall and it would look cool. All right. All right. You can use it for your cheese, it's Alex. Yeah, I know that I had to hide from myself in my bag so I don't overindulge. <laughs> so that was our first Facebook edition of Would You Rather. And that was this week's episode of Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. As a reminder, follow us at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter. Sports Stuff W Sports slash Jim Amberson Muff 
on Facebook, on YouTube. Subscribe, comment, rate, review, poke, tickle, like. Hug. Hug, do all the action verbs, aside from the one that Nate says. Unless you really want to make consensual. Unless you want some issues to come upon you. And as always, make sure that you tell a friend. Make a friend. We are I know what